0: You're listening to the salty sex cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear, expand your awareness. Welcome back everyone. And hello to all of our new listeners. I am Mariah and I'm the host of salty sex cast. Um, a little bit about me, I'm a nationally board certified health and wellness coach and a certified health education specialist who just is really curious and wants to know all the answers. So I invite friends on the show and we chat and we have a lot of fun just looking at some of the things that are around sex, sexuality, um, intimacy, relationships, a lot of those things, maybe we didn't get the education we wanted or needed. And we want it now. So today I have Dr. Lindsay Harper joining me. And I'm really excited because her mission really started with very similar reasons my mission started. And it was just that gap. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for joining me. And you know, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, we all get to know you a little bit more. For sure. Thank you so much, Mariah. I'm so excited to be here um so as you mentioned
1: my name is lindsay harper i am a board certified ob-gyn um so i was in private practice i'm here in dallas texas um and i was really noticing that my a lot of the patients that i was taking care of were having trouble with sexual health questions and problems and i didn't even really know the answers as a women's health physician so um got really obsessed with the, with the area and actually founded a company called Rosie dedicated to serving women when it comes to sexual health questions, problems, um and connecting them with the resources they need so started that about three and a half years ago um and am a mother of three and still I still practice a little bit as as a hospitalist so I'll go in and deliver some babies and do some surgery every once in a while because I love doing that as well so all things women health women's health that's my jam um and especially women's sexual health because it's such a missing sort of glaring piece that doesn't get taught um, to us as physicians and Us as women generally. So I'm excited to kind of chat all about it with you here today.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and you're exactly right. Women's sexual health is like, wait, what? Women have problems with their sexual health. And even like all the ED commercials I hear on the radio and everything that's there. I'm just like, what about us? Where's our blue pill? I don't really want one. I'm glad I don't always need one, but I still want the. The availability for something. Totally. Who do I go to? Who do I ask? I mean, besides our girlfriends, when we're having a couple of drinks on girls' night. Exactly. Like, I don't have that conversation often. Nobody does, and that's what's so
1: infuriating about it. Because everywhere we look, we know you know that there and maybe and I was actually just having a conversation about this maybe the men's sexual health resources aren't designed how we might ideally design them but at least they're there you know what I mean at least they know they can talk to their internist they can talk to their urologist they can talk to their family medicine doctor they know that there are 26 FDA approved medications for men's sexual health you know they're I mean all kinds of procedures covered by even medicare for men's sexual health problems and when we look at the field for women there are no specialties trained for women's sexual health problems right that's my question to gynecologists always i'm like if it's not us then who is it you know there's nobody else it's us we have to be the ones to do this and there's two fda approved medications for women's sexual health problems neither of which you know Um, have great efficacy and, you know, there's so many things that women need in terms of just understanding. So the basic research and then development as well. So what are the pharmacological agents that can really help? What are the Mm -hmm. procedures that can really help? How can we create an ecosystem for both men and women to really support a holistic, you know, lifelong journey towards a positive relationship with sex and with sexual health? So that's really what I'm all about. Out. and it's infuriating the lack of resources that we have currently.
0: Yes. And you know if you try to do a Google search um they're either really basic or they go back to do your kegels. Like Right. <laughs> wow. Communication or kegels. That's all yeah. I get. Like it, it's get. very limited. I know. And very obscure and then it almost becomes that snake oil, exactly. gimmicky, um or you're trying to treat my things just like you would treat a male like let's increase your blood flow. And I'm like I don't right. have a blood flow issue. I maybe is. have a body image issue, right. but it comes out in a sexual way where intimacy is hard for me and I can't you know and getting excited it's difficult because maybe my internal image just isn't there and I'm not connected with my body. Right. But who knows that? Unless you live in this world, of right. female sexuality,
1: unless you're able to untangle it. Right. And that's, you know, I hear all the time that, oh, women's sexuality, it's so complicated, you know, but that's people use that as an excuse, which makes mm. me irritated because it's like, actually sexuality in general, like it's not just women who are complicated, you know, like sexuality in general is complicated and that's okay. That's what makes it beautiful, right? Like that's not a problem, that's an opportunity. And so for us to say it's complicated and therefore we're not gonna do anything about it, I think it's such a cop out and I'm so over it. You know, I think for us as like, whenever I think of, you know, the company that I lead, I'm like the fact that it's complicated is really cool because it gives us a thousand angles you know, through which to talk about it and through which to help people and specifically women with it. So if it is body image, if it is like an actual structural physiological issue, if it is a relationship opportunity, if there is a communication gap, if there are, you know, need for public floor physical therapy, like that's cool that there's so many ways to kind of think about it and tackle it. And I think that, you know, we have the opportunity now through more personalization of, you know, um, the way that we offer interventions through things like what you do, through coaching and through digital health, that we can really make a dent in those things where, you know, maybe when all of this stuff was happening in the office before, one-on-one with a physician or a therapist, like that's just not that accessible to most people. So I think the fact that that a lot of healthcare is, you know, hopefully it's not there yet by any stretch of the imagination, but trending towards democratization, I think lends itself to, um a little bit, you know, more leeway to tackle sexual health issues.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know the then it becomes who? I'd rather have 10 resources and I'm like, who do I start with? Right. Then yeah. I have no clue. And I feel like I'm going to be bounced around to a specialist or right now the whole doctor's office knows what's going on because they're like, I can't answer that. Let me go get the nurse. Let me go get this, you know, right. and the educator and all of these. And it is, it's hard in our, um, medical system is not built to have some of those conversations that take some time and right. a lot of patients, let's say I'm comfortable talking about sex. Right. Let's first start there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The and then I bring it up to my doctor we're in, a, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I've noticed my libido is really low. It's not normal for me. Um, what should I do? That can be so many different conversations right. and your 30 minute which is being very,
1: <laughs> oh, wink, wink on 30 yeah, minutes. 30 Let's minutes. be honest. Yeah.
0: Avoidment is not going to, I mean, even in a 30 minute coaching session where that's right. all we're there for is to talk about it. That can be a huge um, goal to try to unfold, right? And That's why right. multiple coaching sessions are usually needed. Right. Um, and so it's just really interesting that we don't have more solutions, especially when you said, you know, that. Women's sexual health—it's complicated. Yeah, so we should have far more funding exactly. and resources to unfold this complication and find these specialties that work in all the different areas. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, so I
1: like have a philosophical, you know, of course, uh, approach to this, which is I think historically, like women's sexuality has really been viewed as, you know, a function of our partner's pleasure, men's pleasure, right? So like, are, is that present? Okay, if it is check, and then also just through a reproductive lens, you know, and so those are the things that you see addressed, right? The rest of it, is it pleasurable? Is it fun? Do we desire it? Like all of those questions have been Completely left in the dark because historically it didn't matter. And so I think really that that's why we're seeing, you know, things starting to change in the past, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years where we weren't having any of these conversations before then, but we were for men, right? So I think that as, um, you know, women continue to speak up, we continue to have conversations like this and we continue to demand broader research into the things that are going on, you know, with our health concerns as well, that hopefully those uh, issues will continue to mature and we will have, you know, more and more um, tools in the toolbox to help unpack, you know, some of these really common issues. 43% of women say that they have a sexual, you know, challenge that they want to work on. And that's, to me, that's a low number, but that's what's in the data. So that's what I'll share. Um, But I mean, that's nearly half of women to admit
0: That they have defined a problem.
1: Right. I mean, it's um so it's like, how in the world are we just going about our daily lives not talking about these things? So Mm -hmm. anyway, I'm so glad that you are and can't wait for everybody (laughs) to be
0: talking about it in the same way. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be shouting out the door, hey neighbor, sexual health. (laughs) Exactly. Safe place, safe place to talk about it. Yeah. It's it's going to be more commonplace with more conversations like this. It's not yeah. scary. It's not gimmicky or, you know, it's just right. people wanting to help people. The same reason, you know, um, I went into the background I did as I yeah. just wanted to support folks finding an answer that wasn't maybe as apparent as we thought, you know, coaching right. is very much, let's find the answer that works for you. Not the one that the books tell us is the exactly. answer. Cause you can yeah. go read the book, right? Um, totally. And I even think then. sexual
1: health. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I Go think ahead. sexual health is a lot like mental health, right? There's a lot of stigma that exists. There's a, there's not enough language. There's not enough conversation. There's not enough support from like decision makers who make, um, you know, financial decisions in healthcare. And so if we look at like how that's trended over the past decade, 15, 10 to 15 years, my hope is that if we can continue to push this, um issue into a, a general awareness that we can make the same progress with sexual health as well.
0: Oh, love that. And it's it's really easy to compare those two because we have yeah. seen that in many of our lifetimes, that stigma change, right? That exactly. paradigm shift around there's far more resources. It's a far more in everyday conversation. You know, you still have your your outliers, right? Sure. Um but that is an easy way to follow. Like thank you mental health for paving the way for our sexual yeah, health, right? Totally. Um, So we can list all day, all of our peeves and all of the frustrations. I mean, it is good to understand why we're having this conversation, but also that we're not just here to whine and complain. There are some Never. solutions and that has, you know, those frustrations were your catalyst for a creative solution. So tell us a little bit more about your solution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I w- we were talking before I became a fellow of a medical society called ISWISH, which stands for the international society for the study of women's sexual health. And really their whole body of work is related to, you know, evidence-based um interventions for sexual health problems and so as i'm sitting in all these lectures like learning how to be a sex medicine specialist i'm like man most of this a lot of this 80 percent of this is all about education and behavioral interventions and support you know and that's not Like the best place for that is not in a doctor's office, right? Because our time is very limited and there's a lot of education that we are missing just because no one's teaching us. People don't even know evidence-based sex education. And so I was thinking, you know, if we know that education improves sexual health and there's data to, to support that, if we know that these behavioral interventions, for example, reading erotica can improve women's sexual health that's very exciting. And if we know that the support of a peer community, and eventually now we've added coaching can also support that journey, then why can't we do that at scale, right? For not only just in a clinic here in Dallas, where I'm seeing however many 20 patients a day, like, can we, is there a way to do this for, you know, women across the country, potentially women across the world, where we can really take them out of this place of shame and isolation that they might be feeling about a sexual problem that's so common but nobody realizes that because they don't talk about it right and this is what was happening in my office and i'm sure what happens for you is that it's literally patient after patient after patient they all have similar or the same sexual health problems but i'm not allowed to tell them that all of them have the same problems and i'm also not i can't introduce them we can't all sit down and say look how normal we all look We're not weird, you know what I mean? Like, because each of them feels totally isolated, alone, embarrassed, and the fact that there's no you know common um discussion about this in the media, in society, and with their doctors really makes them feel even more isolated and alone, right? So, if they come to the physician and they say, Hey, I don't have you know any, I've lost my orgasm, and the doctor's like, Oh like, you know, silence, like, I don't know what to do about that. Then that, that compounds the shame that that person feels because their doctor doesn't even know what to do. Like they're so weird. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Someone who went years of medical school and then can't fix me.
1: And then can't fix me. Oh no. I'm weirder than I thought, you know? And so really what the idea for Rosie was to take every every sort of evidence based avenue. So when we first launched that's education, behavioral interventions, and erotica, put them on a platform and just say, Hey, everybody, 43% of women have a sexual challenge, like, let's learn together, you know, and so I um, recorded a ton of the content by myself at the beginning. But then as sort of word got out, we started to amass you know, sexual health experts from across the country, from sex therapists, um, pelvic floor physical therapists, we have trauma therapists on the platform, we have, you know, a lot of body image, um, uh, people who work specifically on body image, we have resources for trans women. Um, So it's, it's really grown into something else that bigger and better and like, way cooler than I could have ever imagined. And that's because our users have been so enthusiastic, you know, whenever we first launched, we had a large group of breast cancer survivors that reached out and they were like, Oh my gosh. Like one of them particularly sent us an email and she was like, I was diagnosed with breast cancer 30 years ago. And this is literally the first time anyone's ever talked to me about my sexual health. And it's on, it's like on our platform, do you know? And it's just like, man, the fact that 30 years have gone by and you've had vaginal dryness and, you know, body image issues because you have, you don't have breasts and we, and you were sent into medical menopause. Because of your diagnosis, and no one's literally ever mentioned to you anything how that might have an effect on your sexuality, you know? So we've really grown because of our users and because of the need, the just need and thirst and demand mm-hmm. for these, res- we're these thirsty. resources, these dang it. Yeah. We're <laughs> thirsty. Exactly. Everyone's mm. thirsty, men, women, everybody, you know, we all want to know what's going on, what's behind the curtain. And that's what I think you do such a good job of is that curiosity, because people do really want to know, and there's nothing wrong with talking about it or asking the questions or getting the answers, you know, and I think once people realize that it's so empowering, um, and really allows them to kind of take charge
0: of that piece of their lives. Mm-hmm. So this is a, an app that you can yes. download on your phone. Yes. Um, you know, I, I was looking at it. There's different tiers on there. There's different services on there, but a big piece is that community and education. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I love that because I can join a Facebook group anytime I want. Right. Sure how do I know who's giving me advice on there is going to actually help me? Usually that's right. like a, that's the, I like to equate Facebook groups to, you know, the ladies around the table, the glass of wine and just bitching about their husbands that totally like, yes. well, let me tell you another thing. Right. And which, um, I mean, on your psyche can actually really drag you down. So being right. solution-based and evidence-based is really what I love. And so, you know, like this is quality. It's not just another blog, which are great to start the conversation. This is where you can keep coming back for more and knowing that it's going to guide you to the solutions and not just more questions. Well, probably more questions, honestly, Yeah, but that's okay. You start peeking and then you're like, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Oh my goodness. Like all these, just more and more questions. Right. Probably well. exactly. I'll never run out of content for the I know podcast. I don't think
1: we ever will run out of content for sure. Yeah. And so when a user, so everybody can download the app in the app store for free. it's called rosie r o s y, and you can interact with all of the digital content for the first week completely for free. So everybody can just like see, and the idea is really like that the name Rosie, the idea behind Rosie. Is that she represents like a trusted expert that you also want to have a drink with, you know? So we're trying to meet somewhere in the middle. Like we we're sp- we want to be approachable, we want to be trustworthy, we want to be curated, so that you're not like, mm, do I do I appreciate that this is going to actually help me or not? And we really try to talk about just like you might in a physician's office, like, hey, here's the you know four over the counter supplements, and here's what the studies show about all of them you know what I mean there's no like one magic pill that everyone's going to take to make everything better but here's the risks and the benefits and here's maybe something you might want to try or not like you can decide if you want to spend your money on this or not so we're not you know selling products and things like that so it is a subscription based and the first level is all the content which includes a personalized wellness plan which means like if you come on the platform and you're say 30 and you have a partner, you're caring for aging parents and you have, you know, two toddlers and you might be having sexual pain, struggling with depression and you were raised in a, you know, conservative Christian background. You're going to have a completely different experience than someone who's menopausal, you know, whose partner is having sexual problems as well um and who is having sexual pain due to menopause right so we we have a whole entire content plan for each specific scenario based on how you onboard and we really try to respect everybody's context you know we i do not want all women to be to offboard off of rosie and come out and be you know the same exact carbon copy liberated you know <laughs> empowered sexually free woman i want you to live your best life and your exact context that makes you happy right and so we're not trying to change everybody to look the same we're trying to just empower everyone in their own situation to get the resources they need and to really appreciate their body and its function and their and its role in sexuality um, mm-hmm. and so I love, you know, that we're able to do that through digital product. Um, and then we, as I mentioned earlier, we also offer coaching both in the group format, which I think is super powerful, especially for this topic or these topics. And then also in the individual formats as well.
0: Oh, it's so wonderful. And of course, you know, I'm always going to be like coaching. is okay. coaching! It's wonderful. I love coaching too. Um,
1: so I'm with you on the coaching train.
0: Yeah. So it just being able to offer that. And, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of autonomy and how someone interacts with the app and, you know, it's not this one size fits all, right. um, you know, a lot of opportunity to pick and choose what in this moment would be right. meaningful for me. Um, you know, cause sometimes I'm not going to lie. I signed up for, you know, as a wellness coach, I still need another wellness coach. Like I still sure. need a coach, I have a coach. Yeah. Up, we all need
1: coaches, right?
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> signed up and was like, I am so overwhelmed with all of the pings and dings and yeah. like I had all the bells and whistles. It was a wonderful application, but it was just too much too soon. And I was like, I yeah. really wanted to dip my toes in this. And so just being careful, um, for myself, cause I know my curious brain wants to know all the information right, right away. Um, but you have to pace yourself. And so it really sounds like with those different tiers, choose what works for you. And I love that just, it's free for a little bit. Find out if that's what you're needing right now. Do you need that community support? You know, are you wanting more education, um, combination of all of those? Um, so I'm on the website right now, you know, meetrosie.com, and, uh, just seeing some of the things that's that's here. And really, these are so many of the topics that get come brought up in some of my coaching sessions as well. And the first one listed is body image. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, yeah. (laughs) affects your sexual wellness, but I mean, even low sexual desire, sex pain, pleasure, and education, depression, anxiety, hormone change. We Mm -hmm. have no control over these. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I wish it was just a thermostat that I could be like, okay, cool let's get rid of all those hormones and then go back and get the good ones. I know it just surprises you and likes to just dip and change. And I, totally and just not even knowing how much those control so many things. And so it's extremely frustrating knowing what's kind of happening, but having no control over it. So it's nice to have that education, but also that intervention piece as well. Like Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you. And another like super fun and actually really efficacious piece of the platform is our library of erotica, which is like super fun to talk about more about that. You know, I'm as, as I've already said, I'm a doctor and that I'm like always talking about sexual health. And then I'm like, and also erotica, you know, and everyone's like, wait, that's kind of out of left field. But the reason that it's in the platform is because we have really like a lot of uh, separate studies to show that actually erotica improve sexual desire statistically significantly so improves lubrication improves orgasm and so i'm like well we're not going to make a platform that doesn't have erotica on it you know and when we first launched um i had no idea but we actually had a group of my old patients be our like first testers and one of them whom i love dearly to this day we've been through so much together. I've been like a part of her story and just love the, she and her family so much. But she came to me and she was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. But also, erotica makes me feel like I am cheating on my partner. And she was like almost in tears. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I de- the last thing I ever meant to do was like offend you or like ask you to do something that made you feel so terribly uncomfortable. I am so sorry. And so, that interaction with that particular patient really for informed so much of the product for us. And so the way that we, um, introduce erotica to our users is erotica as a prescription. Like if you have a sexual health goal, like erotica doesn't mean it doesn't have to be like dirty and seedy and mean that you want a different partner, right? It can, it can be fantasy and fantasy is separate from reality. And so there's a lot of education around that. And then we also allow our users to really tightly control are what we call spice levels. So we have a one flame where it's like the notebook, literally, like they go off into another room and like yada, 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 you know, you're not getting them a lot of explicit stuff mm-hmm. all the way to three flames the kissing where... stops and then they wake exactly. up the next morning, right? <laughs> exactly. And then all the way to three flames where we'll get into everything, you know, whatever you want to know. And then there's nine different genres. So people can kind of, ex- it gives people who wouldn't normally explore erotica the opportunity opportunity to do so in a really like safe and confined way where they can really control the experience. And there's so much education around it, as I mentioned, where we talk about fantasy and how it's okay to explore without you know, changing, you know, your specific definition of yourself or your sexuality. Mm. And those, this it can all happen in a safe place where there's no transactional record and there's no, you know, no one else. You're not like carrying a book around
0: with you. That's um, things exactly like, what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. like it's exactly app and it's not even like erotica titled yeah. app. It's, it's rosy, like right. nothing that even if my kids were playing around on my phone, they're like, what's this, you know, it's right. more of like, Oh, one of those other dumb apps that I don't want to go. But it's great to have that safety is a huge piece. What if I am curious, but if I start going down, I can't control some of that. And it's all of a sudden where it is a flood that I wasn't prepared for really makes more shame, more fear around my curiosity because I couldn't, Turn on that faucet, you know, slowly, right? Just like floodgates. And exactly that is so wonderful. I mean, like, so many, so many benefits, right? To erotica and just exploring and having it that like prescription, I love just gives yeah. you permission to it's okay to explore. And the, you know, the science behind it really does back, right? You know, because many of us could probably have grown up with varying messages that are, um, telling us very different things, Absolutely. maybe that it's terrible, bad or wrong. And so when you are exploring, it's like, I'm the terrible and bad and wrong. And I'm going to go on the really dark side of the internet. And now I'm this right. really dirty person right. instead of being like, it's okay. I right. this is part of me. And my doctor says so. <laughs> right. She told me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so important. I mean, I've, I've read so many studies with therapists and, and, and introducing erotica and even, you know, certain genres of porn and, and other things and how it can benefit. There is a slippery slope. And so I love yeah. that you can control that. And it's, it's safety measures, right? It's right. really like, this isn't our gateway to all of these other things. Um, but we're giving you permission to explore, right. um, and just get curious too. There we go. Cause if I exactly. didn't read something, how would I know I liked it if I've never actually tried it? So it's a safe way to experiment. Just like you were saying, it does help with all of those and spice level and, and just even spicing stuff up because now you have more things in your imagination or more things to right. work with. If you maybe have a limited background on that exposure. Um, so it's really wonderful. Love that.
1: Oh, yay. Yeah, we talk a lot in the context of erotica about something called responsive desire which is what so many women who, you know, say that they have low desire are actually experiencing. And it's a very, it's like a very normal expression. Right. And so what that means is that, um, you know, you might not just be like at work typing on your computer and all the mat automatically have like a sex thought, right. Oh, I want to have sex like right now or tonight or whatever, but that when you're, um, confronted, which is not the best word, but when you're exposed maybe to a sexual cue like erotica or like, uh, uh, you know, the beginning of a sexual encounter with your partner or with your. Mm But then that the arousal that happens in your body as a response to that really kicks your brain off to say, Hey, actually, I do feel like having sex, I do feel desire for, you know, to have an orgasm or to have an intimacy, you know, um, excursion. And so a lot of women are can use erotica in that way. So if they're experiencing low desire, That's really when we talk about, okay. well, you can take control of the situation by number one, if you want to scheduling sex and number two, using erotica as a tool before that scheduled sex to really get that responsive desire pathway kicked off. And I mean that just that like idea, which I'm sure you talk about in coaching is literally like life changing and can be Mm -hmm. all that people need when at first maybe they're looking for a prescription. Or they're looking for a diagnosis or something like that. And it's like, well, man, you're actually really normal. And here's some tools to like help support that, um, really, you know, common pathway. So that's, we love to kind of educate on that as well.
0: Love that. And, and it's kind of that sugar that makes the medicine go down a little bit, right. (laughs) You know, it balances that medical side a little bit more having a lot of fun, but obviously evidence-based. We know what we're doing. We, you know, this isn't just, let's just sprinkle some sugar on there, but yeah, um, it is, it's much better than this exact prescription too. Right. Right. This is your step. This is your step. It's more of like, go explore. You have a lot of control. I mean, it is a huge piece. I think I would love to see change in the medical community as more autonomy and mm-hmm. so just having that autonomy within the app and even within that section of that, I right. love like a oh, huge proponent of that, right? Yay. <laughs> um, and I didn't just come on here to tell you all the things that I love. about. <laughs> hey, I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm okay with that, Mariah. So thank you. <laughs> we did talk about how our missions, you know, were started because of the same types of conversations. There just wasn't those resources out there. So we've had these same kind of blockers with a lot of conversations and just I hated feeling powerless. I have yeah. nothing to give you. I go explore. I mean, we can explore safely and I can try to kind of guide that, but I don't even know what quality resources are out there right now. Right. And that's scary for I mean, now as the as a podcast, <laughs> my whole internet, you know, browser and history is quite different but knowing how to find those resources, those quality resources is very difficult in the world of sexuality, especially when we have red tape and, and other things that you can't talk about these things on social media, you'll get, you know, blocked here. You know, we still have varying, um, viewpoints in education and especially public education. And so that's a battle that's I mean, that's a war that's only one yeah. with tiny little battles, right? Like we're disarming ourselves more with these little things, but right. it is frustrating. And so knowing that there's an app out there can be in your pocket. Um, so tell me some, um, maybe some of the hurdles with launching this app and, yeah. and even, you know, we talked a little bit about it because research, usually there's a lot of big research gaps out there already because of, right women in general. Um, but you know, what are some other things that you would just love to see the world change?
1: (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where do we begin? Um, you know, I would say that some biggest personal hurdles for me are that I am a physician. I had zero as of, you know, a few years ago, technology background. So that was interesting to navigate, um, and then there also the other piece has been the funding. You know, like when you come into the startup world, um, and you you know have an idea, you know there's a huge market. Um, there's you know some interesting um, challenges that lay ahead, right? If you are in in California and Silicon Valley, if you're in New York, I'm in Texas. Sexual health isn't that popular here. You might you know be surprised, um, but. So I really was very, I would say apprehensive about raising that first round of funding just because number one, I had never done it before. Number two, I'm raising for like a women's sexual health company and none other before we launched like ours existed. And so there was just a lot of question about, was that gonna be successful? You know, Was this something that I was gonna be able to do? And I'm sure that you've had the exact same experience where it feels intimidating to start these conversations at the beginning of your, sort of lifespan as a person who focuses on sex. But what you quickly find out is that everybody wants to talk about it. Like literally yes. everybody wants to talk about it. And so that is the coolest part is it's like there needs to be a fire starter. You know what I mean? There needs to be somebody to get it going. And once it's going, people are like a like waterfall <laughs> of tears or information or questions. And that is the most rewarding because it's like all of this all of this uncertainty all of these questions and shame once again have been built up for many times decades in these people and they've and no one's ever started that conversation so i'm talking about conversations with potential investors presentations at conferences like all the (laughs) everywhere you go like everyone has the same personal story and so i think that whatever apprehension there was was quickly erased because it just is such a you know definitely widespread, fundamental, um, you know, deeply held piece of who we all are. And the fact that there's not any more conversation about it than there is really makes us once again, I'll use our word of the night thirsty for anyone who's willing to kind of talk about it. So that was a perceived hurdle that, you know, fundraising is never easy, but I wasn't met with like a bunch of hate And a bunch of, you know, like naysayers. Everyone's like, yeah, this is a huge deal. Like, let's see how we can help, you know, so that was super cool. Um, Mm. And then there's, you know, there's, it's never like trying to get a startup off, you know, on its feet is never an easy job. So there's always challenges, but I would say the things that I love the most are my team. Like I have the most amazing team, literally. We have the best like uh, working relationship with one another. And then the women that we serve, like honestly, it couldn't, it couldn't get any better. Um, so for all the hurdles, there are way many more, you know, wonderful bright spots um, that keep us going every day, for sure.
0: <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, just knowing that, you even have your own hesitations bringing oh, this for up sure. right like how am i going to talk about this and ask for money now with yeah. It? yeah now i'm tying sex with money this doesn't <laughs> wasn't the way i saw my life but um what would you hope for the future for the app or just even uh, conversations you know really what i want and what i will like be
1: damned if it doesn't happen in my life is that sexual health moves into the general health conversation for women right like i think we've done a decent job i'll give us like a c at doing that for men but we've done we've failed completely like they were not even on the radar at doing that for women And I just think it's such a glaring oversight that, you know, I really want to see that. So along with that, I want all physicians to be trained to talk to women about their sexual health issues. I want all of this nonsense that's happening on all of these, you know, ads being banned to go away because we appreciate that we're talking about healthcare issues. You know, the first time that ever happened to me, I was so irate, like I just was very naive. I was like, I'm a doctor, like these are medical problems. What do you mean we're gonna get banned? Like I was, that was a long time ago at this point, but I just, it's so mind blowing. You know what I mean? That you can't talk about a healthcare issue. Um, And then that also means that there, once again, to our, you know, prior conversation that there's been dollars poured into research, there's been dollars poured into development. And hopefully that Rosie's sort of leading the way on all fronts um, in that conversation. So doctors know that they can refer their patients to Rosie. Women know that they can trust Rosie to get access to the resources that they need. And we're positioned squarely within healthcare, not as some lifestyle you know situation or some like nice to have, but right in the middle of the women's health experience, just like you would expect and hope, which we still have a long way to go for these issues too, but pregnancy and menopause and infertility, like sexual health needs to be on par with all of those issues for women as well.
0: Hmm. Um, you know, just knowing like the topics of like healthy people, <laughs> I was like, where's the sexual yeah. there's, there's family planning totally. and, um, and like STI, right. You know. STIs. I was like, this isn't this this isn't what we want. And so just even talking about the wellness will with clients, you know, we have our financial wellness, your social wellness, mental, and all of this. I have added sexual wellness as it's amazing. I pie, am um, piece of pie. And we, you know, talk about it and bring it up no matter what, even if they didn't come in my doors for that, because I love that it is part of you as a whole. And you can't, I mean, it is, you Can't deny it, like it exactly. Is a piece of our um, you know, goes into both uh, mental and physical and social and all of these places that it's been these weird dark corners for way too long. And I'm done with that.
1: I am done, I am with <laughs> you. Yes, let's make sexual health a piece of the pie at least for sure. Yes.
0: Um, anything that really surprised you on this journey that you were like, I wasn't ready for that. I, mean, I know you kind of said the conversation that you were yeah. ready for, and then was like, Oh, okay. wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, but just, uh, anything else surprised you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say that, um, There's been a few of those conversations, definitely the one with my former patient who was offended by the erotica. I think I, I realized a lot coming into this, how important it is to just listen. You know what I mean? Because there's so many things, especially as a physician where you're like, well, a plus B equals C. What about it? You know what I mean? And it's like, that's actually zero people's healthcare journey or mental health (laughs) journey or sexual health journey. Like. So it's really, I love that piece of it too, because like my favorite thing in the world to do is just to connect with other people. And you, that the opportunity to connect through listening about people's different contexts, I think is really such an important piece of this for me. So I would say that I hope that that's carried through in my interaction, you know, with when I talk to other people about their sexual health issues, but also in the product itself um, about how truly like individual each person's sexuality, sexual health journey, sexual sort of life, you know, experience is and how that is something to be celebrated and not, um, tried to, you know, try to place it in a box or on an algorithm or anything else. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't know that that necessarily, I, I wasn't shocked, but I also, I've learned so much that's congruent with that sort of approach that has been really affirming for, you know, that entire journey.
0: It's so much fun to learn as you it build is. and just being able to be like, there's this whole world I didn't get to see. I knew there was a problem, but then, right. you know, solving for it and just going on that journey. Um, it was just really, really fun for myself. I obviously, that's why I've done a lot of what I do, but being able to just see that in app development and conversations totally. with the community and other people out there, even for funding, um, you know, I, I was listening when you were saying, this is a conversation a lot of people want to have, you know, this is yeah. a, you know, something we want to have. So I was just going to say, everyone needs to hurry and go download the app. <laughs> so then when Lindsay's trying to go get funding, she can be like, this is how many people are That's right for this. <laughs> like so many, we, this is the huge population that really needs this stuff. You know, we need our, your money. Um, Because that would just be a wonderful thing that it just automatically comes with healthcare.
1: Absolutely. I know. How cool would that be? And that's the thing. So it's really interesting, like in this part of healthcare, because, you know, insurers don't pay for women's sexual health, right? Employers (laughs) surely don't pay for women's sexual health. So we do, we have had to go directly to the consumer and say, hey, we know you want this. Like, do you mind to give us $10 a month? You know? So we're really trying to prove through that financial relationship and also through a lot of the research that we do um that you know this is like a really important piece so that's actually a big part of my job is to say hey like look at what all of these consumers are saying about what we're doing look at how it's changing their lives look at how it affects these other part of their lives that you do care about like they're you know, mental health and their overall quality of life and their other healthcare outcomes, the number of times they go to the physician, like all these things. So, we're really trying to really connect those dots for those other stakeholders, insurers, employers, um, healthcare organizations who, who, pay for those things for us generally so that in the future hopefully we are not having to pay for this stuff out of pocket you know mm-hmm. and so that's my big work and that's our company's big work and and as i mentioned earlier but to really position it as part of regular health care that should already be paid for so our goal really is for people to never pay another dollar for rosie but we do have there is there are you know a, quite a few steps between today and that happening and it involves you know once again interaction mm-hmm. and Research, which we love, we we are you know um, publishing and sharing research on the back end all the time. So something yes. that's super important to us.
0: Well, just getting, um, I mean, category three billing codes for health and wellness coaching approved yeah. was a huge thing, right? I was totally. like, oh my gosh, we're 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 getting there. Like, how fun would it be? I can I could submit my app and I get reimbursed. Like, yeah, I get exactly. I get to submit for my insurance plan, you know, how many times I go to the gym and I get a kickback. So, yeah. like, and, or, and they pay for my gym membership. I'm like, I want that pay for my <laughs> uh, wellness apps, please. Thank you. Totally. Exactly. Because that, that be really I good. mean, that does go so much further, especially
1: if we talk about moving from like a sickness model to a wellness model in healthcare, you I know, like that. Does. Exactly. Those are the shifts we need to see for sure. Yes.
0: Yes. I love that. And I will fight that fight right next to you. So you just call me up Amazing. and I'll be out there picketing with you, but, <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> um, really, I love the the creativity of how you solved something that came up for you. And there are so many other doctors. There's so many other people having these conversations and, and then let it end there. So for you to go out and go find that solution and give a huge piece of your energy and, Creativity and a lot of the unknown, and I'm sure a lot of worries along the way. For sure. Um, And still, thank you for that. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And honestly, like it's given so much back to me in terms of how it's enriched my life and my journey and my professional career that I would not change it for anything in the whole world. But it was probably the hardest decision that I've ever made, you know, to leave practice. I had a practice full of pregnant people. Like that was really tough, Um, but I'm so thankful for the opportunity. And honestly, like looking back, I really just felt obligated because there was nobody doing anything. I'm like, it was at the time, 2018, 2019, like what is happening in the world that no one's already done this? Like surely this has already happened, you know? And it hadn't. And so I just felt like it probably wasn't going to, (laughs) you know, so, but it's been, my dog, but Mm -hmm. it's been such a cool, a cool journey. And like I said earlier, I love connecting with people like you who are so passionate about it. And that just makes all the difference in the world. Um, so thanks for your support and your kind words.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time and coming on here telling us about that whole journey. And, um, really, if anyone is interested, um, where can they find more information about Rosie or about yourself, about the journey? How can they get involved if they want to? yes give us all love, love. it
1: please <laughs> okay so our website is meet rosie dot our instagram is at meet underscore rosie um and then the app is available in either app store in the united states and in canada under just search rosie r-o-s-y and it should pop right up so we would love for y'all to check it out we are always wanting to be better to improve so any feedback that you have we take it seriously we read we read all feedback as a team every week um, and we you know we want to grow with our users. We want to know what people need and how we can do better. Um, so please share any and all feedback with us and we'd love to have you as part of our community.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Um, appreciate it and for everyone listening, thank you again for tuning in and slowly taking those sta- steps. To minima, minimize that fear and stigma around sex and sexuality. Um, we pride ourselves on being ad free. So if you want to support the podcast, please go to patreoncom forward slash salty sex cast. And for as low as $5 a month, that really continues our message to stay ad free as well as you get free content and early access to episodes and just our community as well. So we have um monthly QAs that, that that live on Zoom. It's super fun. Um but if you have any questions or want to just know more about the podcast you can find us at saltysexcast.com. Hope everyone has a great week and see you next time. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the
0: Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.